Yo, 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 what's good, y'all? It's your boy, Player X. And Galone Wolf coming at you hot. And we both together are Semi Limited Podcast. <laughs> <laughs> it's the remix, baby. A little old. <laughs> I, I don't condone that. I don't know what the hell he's talking about. That's some about, wheezy. But, uh... That's from 2007. <laughs> Lil Wayne. Yeah, I mean, I know what you're talking about, but I still don't condone it. I don't want to be tied to that, so yeah, it's just like a lone wolf thing. That's everyone's like, I. everyone's just like, oh my god, he sounds just like Lil Wayne, and you're like <laughs> the only one that thinks that it's not. Yo, like, did you have a Lil Wayne on the podcast? Like, Lil Wayne's like, yo, I kind of, that was such a good impression, I'm gonna do a stitch with you guys. <laughs> well, thank you guys for listening. Uh, appreciate all the support and uh, love we've been getting from all of you guys. Uh, really warms our hearts and makes us feel good that you know we're doing something good for the community and for everyone else that they all enjoy so yeah we uh really appreciate it fillers jumping right into this part of it just gonna give a quick shout out to unplugged gaming out in manlius new york uh we have a discord link for you right below just give them a look uh regarding semi-limited podcasts we are still doing that twitter followers hitting 50 for it we're close we're at 20. we are close we are really close i could almost fucking taste it i did taste it oh we tasted it on the gram <laughs> everyone loves the gram <laughs> <laughs> but yeah give it a follow check out our other uh social media pages give that a follow you never know when we do a surprise giveaway for those Moving on from there, we had some big YCSs going down this weekend. We had them in three different locations. Uh, let's not forget that it was the big 250. Big 250 already, which is... Big 250. It's crazy, man. I, I actually went to the 200th, so it's crazy how it's already 50 past that, but... Good on ya. I have my 200th math, yeah. yeah. I still have the math. Yeah, I still have mine, actually, right over there. I'm just saving it for our little room. I'm gonna put it up. Oh, absolutely but uh yeah oh, that, but yeah that, it was it was uh it was really cool i mean being, especially two of them sorry especially with two out of the three being streamed i think that was really cool it was because with the time zones that wound up being it didn't matter what time of the day you were up you could watch you EO. i think that was really cool yeah i missed it all but you know it went down at the london <laughs> <laughs> i guess yeah it was up in london first and then la was uh up and the bogota was going on in between but they didn't stream as far as i'm aware uh, they were only had commentators and people who were reporting to the Konami website. So, how can you trust them? How can you trust them if they didn't stream? Yeah. It? Scarface was right, everybody. <laughs> no stream, it didn't happen. <laughs> no proof. But can I trust a Colombian? Man? <laughs> but uh, <laughs> but for uh, London, uh, it says right here that they had thirty five hundred plus, which is bonkers. Yeah, yeah, that's crazy. That's attendance. actually. That's kind of crazy how LA only had 32 plus. Uh, and then, you know, those Colombians had 11, 1100. <laughs> yeah, Bogota had like 1100 or something like that. I mean, I think London was a little bit higher in attendance just because they're a little less, like, I think, strict on as far as like the like vaccinations and stuff. Or because like mm. everyone out there, as you can see in their stream, like no one was really wearing masks. So, but if you see on the LA stream, everyone had to. It was like, Cheerio. <laughs> Yeah, so I mean, it's it's there was a difference, and, and honestly, I enjoyed watching the London stream way more than I liked watching the LA stream, because London, I don't know what it is, but those blokes got it down. Like 
they <laughs> know how to put on a show. Like they had interviews with like the voice actors and then between rounds they had like the guest of cards. Then they had like the commentators were doing like quick little speed duel like tournaments. In between rounds they had the most going on and it was really, really cool. And it just I can't say the same for LA for Los Angeles. It was almost like a pain to watch that stream. You're a you're a phobe to any other card game but Yu-Gi-Oh. But I dabble in a lot of things. Um, Correct, I, I am. <laughs> but uh, Pokemon had their uh, worlds in London this year, and that looked dude. They went all out for it. They they decorated really the, the buses, the train. You know, tr I think they did trolleys too. They just put Pokemon on it. The whole convention center that they had it at, they went wild and out for. So it's actually really cool. I think London does show out and put down for their uh, their nerds. Honestly, I think that uh, Pokemon is bigger everywhere else, so I can see that them going extravagantly like big like that for Pokemon. That's fair. That's fair. Like imagine if like London had enough money to like put on a wig for everyone that looked like Yugi, <laughs> or had everyone walking <laughs> around with like a big ass briefcase like Kaiba, <laughs> which they could fund. Which they could. They could fund. They they just announced it, I think. Yeah, at the end of the month, they're going to be taking pre-sales. Speaking of which, what do you think about those, like, side products? Like, we heard about, like, the pot collection, and now we got the Kaiba briefcase. And, like, do you feel like, are they even really that big a deal? I only know a handful of people who got, like, the pot collection. I love them. I, if it wasn't... So if they didn't ding so much on the shipping, which, like, you know, I understand it's coming from Japan... But uh, if they didn't ding so much for the shipping, I would have got that pot collection, like 100%. I love knickknacks. You guys can't see it yet, but uh, my desk is covered in pop figures, minifigs, all this bullshit. I love that kind of stuff. They would be front and center right next to my computer while I was podcasting. I mean, and as regards to Konami being the sole proprietor for them, I think that's a good call just because of quality control. Uh, before the podcast, a little... Uh, view for that i showed xavier um the new five below exclusive figures that they have and they did our boy summon skull very bad so uh i mean it's cool to get that shit cheaper you know what i mean but when it comes to quality if i'm investing in that shit for like the long term like yeah i want it done right i want it done by konami yeah. officially licensed no i agree with that but like does it really have to cost 300 dollars for a pot collection just to get some cards and some small figurines. It's not even like they're big figurines. Like, same thing with the briefcases. It's really just a glorified deck box that holds your mat in some, like, stacks of cards, and you get the three prismatic blue eyes. But you're paying $300 just for the blue eyes in my eyes. Yeah, dude. So it's... I think it comes down to the supply and demand right now of what the world is. Because, I mean... Oh, you were around for the pandemic. You remember me talking about how crazy it was to get Pokemon cards and how it's just like if you went to a Target or a game store and they didn't have Yu-Gi-Oh cards, like how absurd would that be? Just gone, everything. I mean, I get that. But at the same point in time, if I went to Target or Walmart to go get a Yu-Gi-Oh figurine or something like that, it's not going to cost me $300. You know, it's going to cost me like $10, $15. I'll get the... You know, stupid ass little collection pack. Like even like your thing with five below, you went down there, you got a whole figurine for five bucks. Like I'm not saying that Konami doesn't need to be in charge of that or in the lead of that, but like, come on, three hundred dollars? Like that's a little absurd. Like I'm only gonna guess that this Kaiba briefcase is gonna be about two fifty. So like in 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 my eyes, you're only really paying for the cards, and then like the briefcase, quote unquote, is like free. I think it's aimed at you know, like how much do you want it? 
Like, you know what I mean? And this Because at that point, it's going to get scalped. They just think we're made of fucking money at Konami, dog. They swear to God we're <laughs> out here spending these fucking oh. government checks on cards, and they're right. They're fucking right. These Siri fat white Americans. No, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, that's a little South Park coming out in me, folks. I'm not. I'm not racist. I swear. <laughs> no, he says yeah. so. But, you know. That's right. Yes. <laughs> Brother Clayton, <laughs> we'll, we'll find out. <laughs> <laughs> yet to be uh... <laughs> Oh God. Cut that. Cut that. Cut that. Cut that. Cut that. <laughs> <laughs> it's only a matter of time before my podcast became political. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. I thought this was America. I'm sorry. I thought I could say whatever I wanted in America. You can't just say white power on the mic. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> but now getting back to the yeah, like, dude, for fucking sake, three hundred dollars for some literal bulk foil cards of Kaiba. Bulk foil. <laughs> they are bro all those cards I, I was checking out i was scrolling just through zodiac and there is like yo why does kaiba's briefcase in that when he goes into uh yugi's grandpa's store he's like yeah, why does it look like just a bulk fucking like a bulk yeah, lot bro I... it's an auction lot somebody took up <laughs> i'll trade you your blue eyes white dragon for all these it was like uh, why is this look like? And it's like seventy five dollars max. The average Facebook Marketplace seller of Yu Gi Oh cards. <laughs> Kaiba out here hustling. I thought Paul Miller was bad. Yeah, Kaiba, Kaiba out here getting that work in. But yeah, you got it. You got to <laughs> take into consideration. It probably costs a little bit to make, to be honest. And then they do get dinged on the shipping. But I mean, they're definitely taxing us for it. And it's a 25th anniversary. I'm just, I, I, I'm more in the line of I'm happy they're doing it. I'm g glad they're even just giving us the option. But anime is pop culture right now, too. So I see, like, where it could be cheaper just because of how, like, it's going to sell. Yeah, I mean, not to say that they aren't worth it, but I would agree that they need to be priced moderately, significantly lower at the very least, just to make sure that everyone can get in yeah i mean even if they give us like a budget version of it you know like maybe the hinges on this brief yeah or like one pot for like fucking 10 15 dollars you know you don't gotta get the whole collection maybe not the card but if you want the little figurine little bullshit you can pay for just that yeah they definitely could go that route for sure but at the end of the day i'm happy they're doing it you know it's just like that fucking stupid fry from futurama thing like just take my money whatever just just take my fucking money. Speaking of taking money, Cash Tira out here taking down YCSs back to back. Almost a three-piece. Snores, Bill. Yeah, nah. Cash Tira, for those who don't know, took down Bogota in Colombia. And it also took down LA with our very own Polly Aronson taking down LA as well. So congrats to him. And then uh, I think Sprite took London, if I'm not mistaken, in the, in the finals. But Cashteria was in the finals there as well. So it was very, very, very represented. I think one of the most represented decks in the room. Oh, no doubt. I mean, it's what? Tier zero is 65%. Uh, they're just coming in shy at, you know, 40, 50%. It's definitely a well represented deck. It is a solid tier one deck. Tier one. You for can't sure. take that away from. Me. We came a long way from Special Summoning <laughs> Ascended Thunder, baby. We came a long way. No more instant contact in my deck, baby. I just, uh, I never thought the day would come where I'm just rooting for a sprite deck or I'm rooting for a runic deck. Because I got to tell you, 
I hate your archetype. Yo, fuck you. I was trying to pilot Sprite in tier zero format, and no one gave a fuck about the Sprites. Let me tell you why. They didn't give a, a single fuck. Well, it's because it came in super impressive. It had frogs left and right. You pull a fucking three negate turn with the totally awesome. You can go fuck yourself, buddy. You can't get around it. Draw the That's elf. it, guy. Yo, RIP elf. Honestly, I'll go on record right now. Side note to say that although I sometimes write, there are times where I'm wrong. And I have gone on record saying that Sprite is dead. And I might have to eat those words as Sprite just took down the YCS. So, and even at 16% representation in the top cut in London, and an even slimmer, I, I don't remember how, what the percentage is, but there was only five, five Sprite players in, in Los Angeles in Top Cut. And even with those slim pickings, they still managed to to get to those top eight um, slots. Yeah, YCS uh, LA had, uh, it was three Sprites in top 32. So it's not bad. Three? Yep, three Sprites top 32. See, it's crazy to me. Like, I think that's, that's, not, that's skill right there. So not, not to say his representation is not like, you know, the more, the bigger the net kind of say. Like, there's some, some skill pilots who really took the deck and took the meta into consideration and piloted a, a really good engine to, you know, far in the tournament. I mean, it's a cool little archetype. It, it's always been cool. It just spams out itself if you can get past, you know, you just throw it out. You just have to get a two on board, and then they can special summon, and then you they replace themselves, uh, essentially. So it's always cool. I, I never hated them. I was a full-hearted tier guy from the rip, so, like, they were my natural-born enemy, you know? I'm Predator, they're alien, you know? We all know how that went down. <laughs> One yeah, was better than the down. other. <laughs> yeah, no, they 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 definitely did go head-to-head, -head. but even still, the Sea Sprite is always coming in as, at number two. Does my heart proud, because I thought they were dead. So to see them even doing somewhat good at all is just good to me. You know what I can get over? Flunderies, man. Let that shit die. It's like the bird shit on your car that's just chilling there in a summer day. Just let it go, guys. Please. You fucking trolls. Take a shower. You know, sell your cards. Have a, just be done with it. Nah, we're out here, though. We're out here flocking it up. <laughs> Birds of a feather, nigga. No. See, I, I can't see you as... Even though you did rep that deck when it first came out, I, all I see is... You remember... Eric's round opponent that he lost to with the Flunderies, yeah. how yeah. greasy that, that's yeah. the average blue player to me, bro. Yeah. Just a Absolutely. fucking slime ball. It's a fucking greaser. Like the only thing you need to buy was <laughs> prosperities at that point, and that's your big spend, you fucking sleaze. It's alright though. Don't get hate don't be hating on us budget niggas. We out here. Budget niggas up. Nah, play trap tricks. Don't be a scumbag with flu. <laughs> yeah, everyone's got thirty dollars in a dream. Yeah, I mean, they even had uh, one in Top Cut at LI for Trap Tricks, so that was pretty good. Even Scareclaw had, had a rep in there. That's one of those, um, you know, in the main storyline of the archetype and the the lore, that's what I was really into. Just I thought their art was sick, but they just were underrepresented, and it's just it's cool to see them in there. Yeah, absolutely. Not even that those, those decks were, like, underrated, but, like, those pilots, I don't know if you saw the Top 32, like, list for america for the na oh my god it was crazy stacked we had like cody angelov jesse cotton couch was in there shu ping uh of course paulie uh hassan pack it was so 
jam full of just such incredible duels. It was it would have been marvelous to watch all of those duels, not even just the ones that were like streamed, but like just all of them. Like you would learn so much watching Jesse Cotton play Cash in the top cut stream. Oh my god. Mm -hmm. I remember sitting there with Brendan and Albert. We were watching it and just thinking this man is is just so big brain. He played around the opponent's mosquito after just leaving a Zeus on board by activating a lance to lower Zeus's attack so he wouldn't be burned by it and then eventually came back. It was insane. I just to watch skilled pilots like that play the deck just gives me hope that I can one day learn from them enough to get in positions like that. So definitely fueled my batteries for sure. Yeah, man, it's wicked cool. You could always go and see like a college basketball game, but when you're watching LeBron James slam a ball into the net, man, it's a whole different ball game. So you got to take it in comparison like that. Like that is the you end know, game, yeah. LeBron James of fucking of Yu-Gi-Oh. So it's definitely different from watching, you know, a Barry versus Hickman game or like you know even me <laughs> versus some, some other guy, <laughs> you know, at, at a local. But just seeing the just the raw talent up there was just crazy. Like everyone's going off. Shu Ping, I was a honestly not a big fan of like the ruining castera theory but like seeing it in action and having him bring out i think he was the first one to have the achievement of bringing out three arise hearts on the board at this at one time but this man had so many arise hearts on board and with so many cards attached to it because the runic cards help you banish it's insane i didn't think the synergy was there but he definitely proved me wrong so and got top eight yeah toxic that deck sounds runic castera toxic it definitely was oppressive. Radioactive. I agree with you. Seeing it in action and definitely watching the synergy between both of those engines, it's like, wow, I cannot believe that that's really going down like that. Another one. <laughs> <laughs> Even the differentiations between the two hemispheres kind of stood out. When you're watching those streams, like I said, it's it's we were watching one round at the London faster than we were watching the break between rounds at LA. Like when LA round one or round two was over, we went to London and watched two rounds go before we went back to LA. And it was just insane. It's like, wow. I don't understand why it's so, so much slower here and they're doing way less. So kudos to the European stream team because they were holding it down. They know how to put on a show once again. So I was, I was very, very, very impressed. Now, would you say it was more skill based at the US of A, America. Fuck yeah, America. <laughs> Absolutely, I agree. Well, I think all of the the heavy players are all in NA. Like there are not not to say that there aren't. Of course, there are good people. Andre Torres, you know, even though he's big streamers were at the LA yeah, you know, what I'm saying they're all Joshua Schmidt. You know, there's a whole bunch of all like players that are out there. Ness, uh, you know, they're all really good, but a majority of them are in the north american hemisphere so mm -hmm. just to see the competitive pool from here is like it's way more competitive on this end than it is anywhere else yeah yeah i mean i <clears throat> it's like going i like to make the comparison of like the mlb compared to the japanese baseball league like they're still good as hell over there you get some stars out of there but it's just a different ball game from the pros to you know little side sideshow per se yeah no for real and like the matches really stood out. All, all the streams were really good. I, I didn't see that there was like, maybe there was a couple matches that were like a little bit on the boring side where I kind of picked up my mm -hmm. phone. It was kind of, you know, fucking around. But for the most part, I was pretty heads on on the entire 
both streams of the YCS. So you were not a fan of the tier element format. I was a huge fan of tier element format. It. Loved it. Lo so did you love it. seeing that uh, tier loved elements it. match? Didn't see it. Loved it. <laughs> In the same breath. Cannot believe it, guys. <laughs> Cannot believe it. In the same breath. Love the deck. Didn't I see it. Love it, though. I actually, uh, I was trying to catch a few of the games. I was going to watch a couple LA, like, best, like, I was going to search it on YouTube. What's the best matches from 250th? No, I, ask. I ran out of time right before we were streaming. So I, after this, I'm probably going to watch a few just to see what's up with it. Because uh, you know me. So what I was getting at with asking about how you obviously didn't like it. Do you feel like you're maybe a little bit more into this format because you have the top deck? Honestly, Sharon, huh, it, Sharon? Really, it, it wasn't. It wasn't like that, Shelly. Like <laughs> <laughs> but uh, no, it wasn't like that at first. This deck, like I said, has grown a lot, and even like how I when I played Flunderies years before, not years, like a year and a half before, but. I like the potential in the decks when I know that the support that's coming is good. Like this Flunderies was good and I knew that the quick play was coming and it was going to cease to stop. You know, It was going to cease to lose to the things that it was already losing to and then progress. So yeah, I do like that it's a tier one-ish deck because we earned it. We went from being able to lock one zone on one person's turn max or maybe two so now I'm I'm zone locking ten by your main phase one. But you had a problem with tier elements. Yes, <laughs> because there's... Just to cut you off there. You said you liked decks that you knew in the future were coming would solve their own problems. Yes, tier elements. <laughs> Prime example. They were. We were, we were fighting. I'm not saying it's a bad deck. Don't get me wrong. I, I no, are you just saying it's too? It got too good for its own. It got it got too strong. It was it was far and away the highest deck like that's what the difference is so you think yeah, cash, cash is here is tier one but it loses to a lot so it can also allow other decks that just side in tech cards to deal with the main engine and i think that a deck that's engine can play through not only other decks engines but other decks tech cards is what's going to like stand the test of time that's what happened with the tier zero format it wasn't the fact that you guys in the tier zero format we're playing through other engines there's at the end of the day it's only three fusions but it's the fact that now you got the yogitos and not only are they milling and getting cards out of my deck which is a resource but now you're shuffling out of my graveyard back into the decks which is another resource and then you have the cards that are coming back every single turn and then you have pops with the field spell it was just so much cash tira it is really just a rise heart rush now you just make a rise heart and it just gets you there. Well, no, you have that other uh, rank seven. Uh, what's his name? Mine eater. What, mine hacker? Mine hacker. Mine fucking eater. Shut the fuck up, Dylan. Man the bear bitch number 76. Is that his name? Yeah. Man bear bitch is no problem for me, PP. <laughs> oh. But yeah, for cash, it's really, people were talking about Ben Diablosis. Nah, fuck uh. you. Just play better decks or deck build better. You just know that cash tier is in the fucking deck. Just include a second copy of your most important cards. That's when it. you wanted nothing but death to my deck. Well, sir, I say it's time we think of what problem cards are in this format. If we were going to ban something here and today, 
what do you think a problem card in this format is? A problem single card? Yeah, let's just say an oppressive card for this format, obviously. Unfortunately, it would go against your deck, and I would say ban the gimmick puppet, the nightmare puppet, or whatever the fuck it is. You're wild, and that deck isn't even topping. I, I'm sorry. It's not winning. It's not converting. You're right. The conversion rate is low, but I still hate that fucking lock. Konami just banned Scythe for the same reason of being oppressive. So now we're going to no. give a card that's just as oppressive I... and doesn't even activate? And there's no way to stop that? No, fuck that. Get rid of the card. People weren't even attacking it until it was... Like, people were also talking about banning Expulsion. And I think that that's wrong because Branded still needs their support. I'm not saying stop the fucking deck altogether. I'm just saying if you're going to turbo into some shit, turbo into some shit that can be stopped at some point in time. Raw's Disciple, Edo. I don't even think that card is that problematic because there's other variants of it, of, of, of doing the same exact thing. Like, it's just like, I mean, if that's the problem card for you, it would be Expulsion. It, it's just like how Elf got hit in the crossfire. But I don't think it's Expulsion because, like, Edo and Raw all have outs. But that takes that whole play away. No, but it doesn't. You can still do the same play and end on the Edo or the Raw lock on my side of the field. And I feel way more comfortable. Edo? Yeah. I, if Edo hits my board, I'm saying like, oh. Uh... There are cards in the game to stop Edo is what I'm saying. You can activate a Chalice. You can activate a Droplet. There's things that you can do to get cards off the board or negate them without special summoning. You know what I'm saying? There are things you, I can activate enemy controller and tribute for cost and then target another you know there are ways to get around it i cannot stop a gimmick puppet that has touched my field that is not activated and it just applies for the continuation of the of the turn like fuck that like that's just way too oppressive in my eyes that's way more oppressive if you not playing period than me looking at your action deck and banishing one card from it and maybe seven cards off the top of your deck i mean so you you could use its own effect if I'm not mistaken and just summon another gimmick puppet. So if you know it's coming, why don't you just special summon another gimmick puppet? Use its own effect and then tribute summon it. Look at the last line. You cannot special summon any monsters for the rest of the turn except gimmick puppet. That's the only line that matters. It applies to the player who has the puppet, not the one summoning it. So it literally just says you're not playing the rest of the turn. Unless you have a gimmick puppet in your grave. Or hand. Oh my god. No, of course I'm not gonna have a fucking gimmick puppet in my grave or a hand, yeah, Dylan. You know this card is shut the fuck up. You know this card's in the format. And then do what? And then do what? Summon the gimmick puppet and do what, Dylan? What would you like me to do with it? And now I have two dumb bitches on my field. What would you like to do? <laughs> you contribute summon it. No, you can't. No, no, you special summon the gimmick puppet. Because you could still special a gimmick puppet. Dylan, shut the fuck up. Read the card, man. There's an card's oppressive. The card. You're right. Read the last line of that card. It's oppressive. You cannot special summon any monsters for this turn except gimmick puppet. Bingo. Just gimmick puppet. Just gimmick puppet. OTK. Stop being a scrub. Okay. Okay, Sharon. And this is why you're out the format. This, this, <laughs> this is this shows right here. All right. You, you've yeah. Been this. Out the I format. mean, this. This lock's pretty good. I'm not gonna lie to you. Is it ban worthy? Yes. Mm. Yes. It How often? I mean. Is this because of your personal quarrels at no, locals? Uh, no, how, like, absolutely not. You? Absolutely not. But it's funny because I had a chat. I don't remember who I chatted with, but we had the talk that Eric plays because he likes to win, and he wins because he plays oppressive cards. So the argument I think that we were having was that Eric, by default, plays oppressive cards. So 
anything that Eric plays should be banned because if he's <laughs> playing it, it's degenerate enough for it to be banned worthy. <laughs> you have to do him like that. That's just two men's opinions. That's cold. Ice cold. Hey, it, it's just what it takes to win, man. You got to play oppressive cards, and that one is just way too oppressive. Get rid of that, and I think we have a, a fine format. I don't think anyone is complaining about anything. You don't think your deck needs a, a little uh, attitude adjustment? You want to touch my deck? I'll give you Fenrir. I'll give you Fenrir to two, Unicorn to one, Theosis to one. And I think that that solves everything. Maybe even if you're feeling spicy oh. or really oppressive on my deck, Arise Heart mm -hmm. to one. And that's just that with the mirror match. If you do get the, it's, it's just who makes the first you deal blows it and out rips first. it out. Yeah, exactly. Because once it's gone, it's gone. But anything else that gets ripped space down, as long as you have your Arise Heart, you're still good because you can attach it to your Arise Heart, put it face up. And then when you banish it, you can just use the Theosis to add it back to your extra deck. So it, anything else doesn't matter. So do you think this is going to be one of those decks that can stand the, the tail of time of a ban list? Or do you think it's eventually just going to get a little spanking just to move the next product? Well, if I recall correctly, the hide and seek champion is what, Dante? And the BAs, he just never got hit. So I don't think it's Dante level of hide and seek, but I think that we'll probably hit lightly on the wrist. I might see maybe a, a unicorn to two or one and maybe a touch to Theosis, if not birth. I see the argument for birth, but birth is a continuous that does nothing by itself. At least Theosis has an on-field effect and a banish effect. I think it's just more applicable to just hit Theosis, in my opinion, but that's just me being level-headed. Of course, if anything, I'd say hit you know, birth to one. So that way I can just cut one copy and be fine. Mm. Okay. But that's just me. I don't think yeah. that the deck yeah. needs anything. And I don't think that there is a, a ban list that needs to be implemented for any card other than the Nightmare Gimmick. That shit's just fucking retarded. I hate it. So uh, Brandon's going to get a couple good cards next set. Yeah. Do you think they should hit Gimmick Puppet? proactively then is that what you're saying or that's exactly why yes do you think it's the deck gonna be good enough to not even run this anymore i think we should stop the deck from evolving that way off right by cutting the head off by getting rid of that puppet because when the new support comes they're going to replace it anyway but the people who don't want to replace it or don't want to go get the new cards and whatever like that don't like change or whatever they're the ones who are going to keep playing this oppressive ass card and that's the shit i don't want to deck build around I could see that. It's like Mystic Mind that only branded players get to use. Fuck that. <laughs> Maybe you should have been on the right side of history, huh? <laughs> <laughs> the branded side. <laughs> the branded side of history. <laughs> no, that's fair. I could definitely see that being a hit. Um, the deck's just... I think it's... That's the only light in this dark tunnel of a format that I see is the branded. I just... I don't know, man. I just don't like Cash Tira. I don't know if it's because of how strong the board is once it's established and how easily the board can be established. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's because it is an like, impressive board sometimes. It's just because, like, if you know I'm on branded, you could just back row block me so easily. And, like, there's outs to it. Like, you can obviously you can just kaiju or you could, just, you know, uh, it, Lava Golem, Normal Fallen of Elva. Yeah, so like that's what I'm talking about. There's a lot. Of no, outs. but you're. I, I'm pretty sure your guy can just steal Albaz before I can even fuse. So I don't think that's an out. I, I'm okay, sure so then that. Kaiju it. You know how many times I've been Kaiju? Kaiju's in the main are so great because most of the time, 87 percent of the time, a, a cashier player is just gonna rise heart rush. So a Kaiju in the main 
takes care of like every problem you have. You just have to deal with the back row he set. That's you're telling me that's threatening. Fuck you. And fuck anyone who thinks the same. What's threatening is just not being able to use my spell and trap zone at all. All right, then Kaiju the Shangri-La. Yeah, I mean, uh, good luck if you don't draw the Kaiju or if you just break with the Kaiju. Believe me, I've lived and died by the Jew. Kaiju, that is. <laughs> I can't be Kanye here. <laughs> Yo, he's over here talking about dying by the Jew, loves his German fans. I don't know, man. <laughs> he's just saying he's not racist earlier. A lot of propaganda is going to be <laughs> popping up. <laughs> about the semi-limited boys. <laughs> mm, a lot of it going around. <laughs> but I think Gimmick Puppet's a fair assessment of a card that shouldn't be a thing. It shouldn't be. We should just ban it and call it a day. I think that's one of the, the banless uh, hits that you've mentioned that I could actually agree on. It, I only make sensible hits. I'm, and I, I mean, me, I'm, I'm for unleashing everything off the list, but in moderation. This is something that is too oppressive, that is only applicable or accessible through a certain deck, and I'm just not with it. If everyone was doing it, I can deck build around it. Someone's going to come up with an out or something like that. If only certain players are doing it, I can't deck build around that. So whatever. You can call it complaining, you can call it whiny, or you can call it like how it is. Oh, you know, not to bring it up again, but I just I was just looking at the top coverage for top 64. Oh, look at the two Drytron players that made it. How how crazy is that? Those dudes love their deck. Boom, boom, boom. I think uh I think that was like one of the coolest upgrades to an old style of, of playing you know the ritual summon aspect of the game i thought it was just a wicked cool upgrade to that so i, I always like how that uh that deck just keeps coming back i wish that there was they couldn't abuse it so hard but i mean i guess that's what you got to do to be good in, in an old style of playing yeah no I, I can definitely agree with that but uh you know i think that was a good episode right there uh we had some good coverage on ycs 250 uh, we'll probably get some more coverage on the next couple of tournaments uh, with a little bit more feedback from yours, Drew. Yeah, the next YCS, I think, is in Philly. Right here in the, our backyard. I'm ready for the next competitive wave because these regional runs are only going to do so much. So, yeah. But with that, guys, we are running out of life points. Yugi! <laughs> Kaiba! <laughs> I just want to make sure you guys are all tuned in by going down the description below and clicking that link tree below just to make sure you get attached and followed all of the social sites. Go down there, click our Twitter, hit follow, get entered into this raffle. We want you guys to get good shit from us. We're willing to give you guys gifts, just need that support. And we're loving the, the people who have already shown it. So this is all for you guys who are listening without supporting. Now it's time to yeah. show some support. We'll uh we'll wash your back. Just wash ours. Wink, wink. But also go down there, check out Discord for unplugged. As I've said, it's in the description box down below. So just go down there, click there. If you're in the Discord community, just go jump in there and start getting into your TCG. Yeah, a lot of great, great little small communities form in there. You can play tabletops, anything, Pokemon one piece wink uh you know their their Yu-Gi-Oh community can use a little love i see them on the side there they got you know little six or seven person locals going so maybe go there and be king of the games and with that guys 
I am Player X. And I am the Galone Wolf. And we are Semi Limited Podcast. <laughs>